67 tonight. Psalm chapter number 67. We got a real short psalm. And that could lend itself to a short message. We will see. I don't believe in lying in the pulpit, right? So we just do our best. And um, they always taught us in sales to under-promise and over-deliver. And I, I, need to, I need to learn to apply that to preaching, you know. So, um, But a short psalm tonight. Try to get you out of here before we tip the scale that negative direction, all right? To the chief musician on Neganoth, a psalm or song. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us, Selah. That thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt... Judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for our local church. Thank you for the people that are here tonight. And God, I pray that you'd bless them. Uh, for having come. Give them something from your word that would make the effort and the time spent worth it. Uh, Speak to our hearts now, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to talk to you from this passage on the subject or the thought of the second half there of verse number one. It's the face of God shining on us, the shine of his face. And you'll notice a couple of things in that first verse. It says, God be merciful unto us and bless us. And then there's a colon. And it says, and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah. Man, if there's anything that I want, it's the, the face of God to shine on me. But what I want you to understand before we get into the application of that is what we're obviously dealing with here is not uh, a passage that doctrinally would apply to us in this time frame. Uh, we've already looked at it, so you know why. Look at verse number one. At the end of verse number one, you have Selah. At the end of verse number 4, again it says Selah. And as we've been talking about as we go through here, when you see Selah in your Bible, in the Psalms, that is clearly telling you that doctrinally this thing applies during the tribulation period, off in the future like that. It's not doctrinally applying to you and I right here and right now. It's so important for you to understand the concept of rightly dividing the word of truth. It's so important for you to grasp the doctrinal application of your scripture because if you don't, this passage is going to cause you to stop believing that there's a God or that the Bible is even valid whatsoever. Here's why I would say something so harsh. Notice verse number two, that thy way may be known upon earth. You think the way of God is known on this earth right now? Do you know how few and far between it is where there's people that actually know and understand God's way? Thy saving health among the nations. Is that what's happening in China right now? Is that what's happening right now in Russia and in the Ukraine? Is that what's happening all over the continent of Africa right now? All throughout the Middle East, Iraq and Iran. Is is it the saving health of God? Is that what you're seeing in these countries? You ain't seeing the saving health of God. 
Listen, they're worshiping Allah. Allah is not the God of the Bible. That is not God Almighty. That is not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's not the God who created it. Allah is the, is the moon God, I believe it is. It's a false God. It's a fallen God. They're not worshiping the same God. And so when you look at the ravages of their religion and the ravages and results of their nation and the politics and the economy and all the rest of what goes on when people worship that stuff, you notice all over this earth, you do not see the healing hand of God among the nations. Go to India. See the nastiest, dirtiest, most debauchery kind of a place you've ever seen in your life. The sicknesses and illnesses are through the... And they're worshiping everything. They don't have the health of God over there. Go to Haiti. Look at the health problems rampant throughout. They worship voodoo. They worship the devil. They're not worship. You don't see the saving health of God among the nations right now. This cannot possibly doctrinally be applying to you and I in the here and now. Now go over, to, if you would please, to the book of Revelation chapter 22. Let me show you something. Revelation chapter number 22, just doctrinally getting our bearings and it's extremely important to do this because it will build your faith in the Bible. And if you don't do this, I'm sorry. Yeah, Revelation chapter 22, I was right, verse 2. If you don't do this... Before long, you won't believe the Bible's real at all. You'll be claiming promises that aren't to you and thinking that God's not coming through. You know how many people with common sense fall away from church, God, and the Bible? Because they have common sense and the guy teaching them is doctrinally off and they're trying to make out, they haven't been taught the truth, they can't figure the truth out, they don't have the knowledge of the truth, they just have common sense. And they sit in church and listen to foolish preaching that misapplies the scriptures doctrinally and gives them promises. They claim these promises and they don't see this, their life pan out that way. That's why it's important for you to grasp the doctrinal application. Revelation chapter 22 verse 2, In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. You know when you're at, you're not, you're not in the church age here, are you? That's the book of Revelation chapter 22. You're out there at the end. Go back to Psalm chapter number 67. So what we do know is that this is not doctrinally applying to the here and now. Look at verse number 4. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Is that what they're doing? Most nations you go to, you can't even drink the water. You go to Mexico and they got inland lakes and ponds and all that stuff like we do, and you can't swim in it. It's called black water. The kids don't just run down on a nice hot Mexico day. It's hot down there. They don't just run and jump in the lake or jump in the pond like you do here. Because the water is so filthy and so polluted, it's black. They ain't singing for joy. Cartels running the place ain't singing for joy. Where do you see the nations, the Gentile nations around the world being glad and singing for joy right now? For thou shalt judge the people righteously. You see all kinds of unrighteousness prevailing, but you don't see a whole lot of the righteous judgment of God ruling with a rod of iron and demanding that things be done a certain way. That's not happening on the earth right now. So doctrinally, this thing ain't applying to us. But practically... Man, practically, I sure get a lot of help out of this psalm. 
And I want to try to help you get some help out of this psalm too what with the thought of that I already introduced to you back in verse number one and cause his face to shine upon us. Now I got thinking about that concept and I got looking at what that means in my Bible. And you know the first time that's mentioned, if you want to turn there, go back to the book of Numbers real quick. Numbers chapter number six. I want to show you the first time the face of God shining is mentioned. Numbers chapter 6 and verse number 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise shall ye bless the children of Israel. Now, I might not be a Jew, but I'm up for the blessing of God if I can get one. Aren't you? I mean, life is tough enough. I, I sure would like God's face to shine on me. I sure would like to catch God's attention in a good way. I sure would like God's blessing on my life. He says, oh, uh, 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 verse number 24 so, verse 23, Speak unto Aaron and his son, saying, On this wise shall you bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Now watch this blessing. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. When God's face shines on them, God's graciousness is seen. I want that. I want the shine of God's I mean, I want His graciousness on my life. I need the grace of God on a whole other level. The longer I serve the Lord and the longer I live my life, the more I recognize how desperately I desire I need the grace of God. I'm not looking to get what I deserve. That's not fair. How come, how come I've been and God's not blessed me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not even in that zone anymore. I just want the grace of God, the smile of God. I would like God's face to shine on me and to bless me. I would like to have God's graciousness on my life. It says, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Man, you know what? You know, you know how great peace is? I'm just, ta- just talking about peace. Some of you got anxiety. You know what you're lacking? Peace. Frustration, anger, depression, confusion. You know what you're lacking? Peace. Do you know the shine of God's face will give you peace in your life? I want peace, man. There is nothing like the peace of Jesus Christ. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, and fathomless billows of love. Just to have the peace of God in your soul, that's the shine of God's face, man. And there's not a person in here that can't have that. Doctrinally, as it would apply to you now, didn't Jesus Christ say, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave to you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you? He said he's going to leave you and I with his peace. You know what's the problem with a lot of Christians today? They got no peace from God at all. They're all worried about what's going on in the world around them and what's going on in the school system and what's going on in politics and what's going on in the White House and what's going on in the economy. There's no peace of God. Hey, listen, the shine of God's face will bring peace into your life and I long for some peace in my soul. Notice in verse number 27, it says they shall put... My name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Well, you ain't a child of Israel per se. You're not a Jew. But you sure can claim the name of Jesus Christ, can't you? Boy, when you claim that name and put that name on your life and on your home and on your family and on your church and on everything about you, there's a blessing from God in that. The shine of God's face. Go back with me to Psalm 67. I'm going to skip some of these other ones so I don't tip that balance 
we talked about before I started preaching, you know what I mean? But when I ran through there and looked at all the time the shine of God's face showed up, it had to do with God's grace. It had to do with God's mercy. Meaning, uh-oh, I messed up and I got a punishment coming. And the shine of His face brings mercy to a repentant, to a repentant Christian. Boy, I want that shine, don't you? Any of you had to apply 1 John 1, 9 anytime recently? Amen. The, the answer for everybody in the room should be, yes, amen. And, and if it isn't, the sermon's probably over for you till you get to that point. You know what I want when I get down and confess my sin? I want to find He's faithful and just to forgive me of my sin. and cl- You know what that is? That's mercy. That's the shine of God's face. To realize you messed up and you've been off track and your thoughts got wrong and your attitude got wrong and you're getting in a backslidden state and you're falling away from God and to get down on your face and say, God, I'm sorry, would you please forgive me? And to find that forgiveness and that peace flooding back into your soul immediately. That is the shine of His face. I want the shine of God's face. It has to do with graciousness. It has to do with mercy. You know what else it has to do with? I like this one. We won't run the references, so I'm just bouncing them off you, all right? It has to do with his protection. Boy, I want God's protection in my life. I want God to protect this church. I want God to protect my marriage and my children. You do live in a world that wants to destroy your family. Ain't it a wild thing how all these, these, these so-called educated people that don't believe there's a God but believe in science... And thereby then say science isn't true about their gender. You following my logic? Ain't it funny how many of them working in the school systems? Do you know why that is? Well, it's because they ain't got the sense to procreate, so they got to recruit. Which means they want to go after your kids. You know what my kids tell me? In the little chats, and they're doing the online thing, in the little chats... They said, you wouldn't believe how many of the kids our age claim to be homosexual. They're doing a great job of brainwashing them kids. They're indoctrinating them. You know what I want? I want the protection of Almighty God. You kids need to understand something very clearly. The Bible says homosexuality is a sin. It's an abomination in the eyes of God. And if you go down that road, you will reap the results of what that road brings. And you aren't going to like it. It's still wicked. I don't care how much you're inundated with it. I don't care how liberal the conservatives have gotten. I don't care what positions of authority they put them in. It's still an abomination in the eyes of God. And it's wrong. And I won't back off on it. Because God said it's wrong. You know what you need? You know what we need? The protection of God. You know what that is? That's the shine of his face. When God's face shines on you, he brings his protection. Notice some things in the passage. First of all, when God's face is shining on you, we bounced a bunch of things off of you already, but contained in the passage here, the things that I find. When you have the shine of God's face, you get knowledge of his perfect way. He says, Lord, God, be merciful and bless us. Cause thy face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon earth. 
thy saving health among all nations. Notice it says thy way. God's way is a singular way. Now that's constraining. See, that aggravates people. Because, you know what, I mean, you can't be so, so, you know, rigid and so strict. I mean, you've got to be more inclusive. So inclusive mentality. This, you know, we're, well, we're all trying to get to the same place, and how could a God of love actually send somebody to hell? I mean, how could a God, a holy, righteous God, send His perfect Son to die on a cross for sinful people like you and I? Why is it you're always focusing on the negative side? You want to reject the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by Him. It's a singular way. It's a narrow way. Listen, as we go farther and farther towards the coming of Jesus Christ, it's going to feel like that way is narrower and narrower all the time. Even among saved people. When you do right, when you stand for what's right, parents, when you expect some things out of your kids that are just right, it's going to feel more and more constraining. You are more and more of a dinosaur at the oddest things now. It's like, well, all my friends have, I mentioned it Sunday morning, a cell phone. How come you make us wait till we're, that is, oh my, everybody's on social media. I mean, like, you're such a weirdo. Yeah, listen, when you get the knowledge of God's way and the way God works, it's going to make you more and more of a weirdo all the time. You don't have to worry about trying to be separated from the world. Just follow the way of God. Just find knowledge of God. Just seek the Lord. Just want to know God's will for your life, and you will be an absolute freak in the world you're living in. But hey, man, that's part of the shine of God's face. Part of the shine of his face is to have clarity in my life and simplicity in my life, to know the way I'm supposed to walk and what I'm supposed to do. Hey, that's a blessing to have some kind of direction in my life. This world has lost their minds. They have no direction at all. We need the shine of God's face so we can know what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. So that we may know thy way. It's singular. Things aren't as complicated as you try to make them. Things aren't as difficult as the world tries to make it. God is not the author of confusion. His way is a singular way, but His way is an authoritative way, and that is the problem. That's Mark chapter 1, verse 22. Man, the religious leaders couldn't believe this guy speaks with one that has authority and not as the what? Religious leaders. People don't like that authority anymore. It's like, it's like any time you speak definitive, any time you say, no, there is a God, no, you are a boy, you, you act like a little stinking girly man, but you are a boy. Yeah, you act like a, a, a man, but you are female. See, that, that kind of authority... It's very singular. It's not confusing. It's direct. It's plain. And it'll help you out. 
The smile of God's face is what gives you clear answers in life. I'm thankful for a God that can save my soul. I'm thankful for a God that has some authority. I'm thankful that God wrote this book many years ago. And while science keeps changing and trying to figure it out and correcting itself, I've got something rock solid. I've got something clear. I've got something direct. I've got a way I'm walking in. And it's worked for centuries. And it'll keep working if you'll walk in that way. Man, the shine of God's face is the knowledge of God's way. And to have the clarity on what I'm supposed to do with my life. You know what's a blessing? It's a blessing to know that it's Wednesday night, so it doesn't matter how much the couch is calling me, I'm going to church. There's not a debate there. It's kind of cold. Kind of don't feel good. Can I, no, no, I just, I, I know God's way. I know how God works. I know what's been working for years. And you can debate, well, why do you have to go back to church on Wednesday night? Time out. Who said have to anything? You came because you wanted to tonight. You didn't come because I hounded you and I'm going to kick you out of the church if you don't show up and all the rest of that stuff. I'm just thankful that it's just so clear sometimes. It's just so simple. God keeps it so simple. I mean, God's simple plan of salvation. One of the greatest tracks ever written. God's simple plan of salvation. It's a very clear thing. And boy, I'll tell you, that is the shine of God's face. When he just, it's that click moment. When things just click. God's way is a singular way, but God's way is a saving way. They need health. He says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Well, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. You know what they need? They need help. They're they're coming through tribulation and, and they're looking for a God that can save them. I'm thankful that God not only saves from hell, but I'm thankful that God also can save your life. You know, the first time the word saved appears in your Bible, it has nothing to do with a man's soul. The Egyptians said to Joseph, Thou hast saved our lives. That's the first time the word shows up in your Bible. You know, in the New Testament, when it's talking to the church, every time the word saved shows up, it doesn't always apply to the salvation of the lost soul. So shall the woman be saved in childbearing. Huh? Where do you find any other verse that shows you a woman is saved or lost, her eternal soul is saved or lost based on whether or not she has kids? Now you watch some of the brethren and you think that that's how they believe salvation is, you know, see how many kids you can have, but that has nothing to do with Bible doctrine. What's that talking about? She shall be saved in childbearing. You know what I don't want out of my life? I don't want my life destroyed. The thought of that disturbs me beyond what I can even tell you. I don't want 20 years of marriage destroyed. I don't want almost now, almost 15 years of a local church in this area destroyed. I don't want my relationship with my children destroyed. Now, these things happen in life, so I'm not harping on you if they have, but that's not the message for this morning, okay? For this evening, whatever it is. I want the salvation of God. I have it already for my eternal soul, but I want it for my life. I want it for my church. 
I want it for my walk with Jesus Christ. I want it for the, the attacks of the devil that have come and more that will come on my life. I want the salvation of God, the knowledge of His way, and what He would have us to do is what saves us. That's the shine of His face. So you come to church and you sit down and God hits you right between the eyes with the message that frustrates you, embarrasses you, aggravates you, makes you look and feel guilty. And you get up and you answer the altar call and you get something right with God and you go back to your feet to your seat. You know what just happened? God's face just shined on you. Because it is the shine of God's face that gives us the knowledge of His way. So the question tonight is, are you looking for His way? There's literally a way to be a single young Christian. There's a way to be a teenager. There's a way to be a child in your parents' home. There's a way to be a husband. There's a way to be a wife. There's a way to be a grandma. There's God's way in how to operate in this life. Are you looking for His way? God, I want your face to shine on me. All right, then if God's face is shining, He's going to show you the knowledge of His way. And if you really want His face to keep shining, when He shows you, do what He says. It's that simple. Notice something else in the passage. The notoriety of God's praise. In verse number 3, he says, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Again in verse number 5. You know what I find interesting about this? There's two different types of praise. There's personal praise. That's Israel praising God in the passage. You know what I want to do? I want to personally praise the Lord. Have you ever gotten in your car and turned on your, 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 uh, your music and been driving down the road and just had it hit you? Come on. Don't be like, please, back me up here because I guarantee you people think I'm nuts. I'll get in there, man. God will get in on it and I'll pull in there and I'll realize, I'll forget that my speakers are all the way up and the stinking phone's telling me, turn down the volume, you're going to blow your ears out and all that kind of stuff. Like the headphones are too high, your volume's too high. And it's just, you're getting so, and then I realize, like my kids will even tell me, Dad, when you turn your car on, we can hear your radio in the house. Amen. That thing's blasting all the way across the parking lot. People must think I'm absolutely nuts. Sitting there at the stoplight and just get singing and just get tears going down your face and start shouting and praising the Lord. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, there's people around, you know. You know what? You know what's a blessing? It's personal praise. It's when you are just telling God how much you think about him. What a blessing he is. How wonderful he is. How glory. Hey, he deserves our praise. We have a wonderful God who's been good to us, whose face has shined on us, who so far has protected us. He's helped us. Hey, listen, if I'd have been left to my own ways, I'd have already wrecked my life. I owe him a little, hey, thank you, God. A little personal praise. And boy, I'll tell you something about God that I think, I think I'm right about this. When you get to praising God between you and Him, His face is shining on that. His blessing is on that. God appreciates what the Bible calls the sacrifice of praise. It's a spiritual sacrifice. No, we don't bring animals in anymore and offer an animal on the altar, but we ought to be giving God some sacrifices and no, it doesn't always have to be a tithe check. 
Sometimes you can give God the sacrifice of praise. You know, sometimes I don't feel like praising the Lord, but I put the music on and I ask Him to help me. I ain't in the mood to praise Him. But what good is praise when you got the raise? What good is praise when you got the promotion? What good is praise when everything's going wonderful? I mean, the sacrifice of praise would be, Lord, I'm not feeling very good right now and I'm kind of kind of bent out of the frame and I'm kind of getting a little backslidden and things aren't going my way, but I owe you a little bit of something and so help me to lift up your name. Help me to praise you right now and glorify you like I ought to. Personal praise. You know what you're doing? You're giving God notoriety. You know what notoriety is? It's fame. It's recognition. It's making them known. You say, in my personal praise? Absolutely, in your personal praise. You know why? A city that's set on a hill can't be hid. When your light starts shining, you put it under a bushel, that light's going to shine in darkness. And your personal praise, the personal praise of Israel, when Israel gets right with God at the end of the tribulation period, that thing's going to spill over into all the nations. They're going to see the relationship Israel has with her Messiah. You know what in the here and now? That's you and me. If we got a little bit more excited about our Savior, if we thought a little bit more of Him, if a little bit more of His joy was percolating in our soul, If we could combine that with the knowledge of His way and show them, listen, yeah, we're not like the rest of the world. We do things very differently, but we're not miserable about it. We get to go to church. We don't have to go to church. We enjoy reading our Bible. We don't have to read our Bible. We want to witness for Jesus Christ. We don't have to do it. Hey, we got a good God. They're going to want some of what you got. You'll find opportunities to witness because of an overflow of your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to look different to Him. That's what happens here with Israel. They're praising Him and they're lifting Him up, but what they want is to see all the nations kind of being affected by His power. And you know, you got a God that can do just that. Look at it in the passage. Verse 5, Let the people praise Thee, O God. Let all the people praise Thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, that's Israel's, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Watch it. And all the ends of the earth shall fear Him. Wait a minute. The nations are affected by the blessing and the shine of the face of God on Israel. Yes. They're saying, he's saying, the psalmist is saying in his song, When God blesses us, all the ends of the earth are going to see that blessing and there's going to be an overflow into them. You know what had happened in the past in this nation when we were more of a Christian nation? You know what happened with England when it was more of a Christian nation? The first great awakening, the second great awakening, the shine of God's face on that nation spilled over into other nations. Nowadays, we can't even spill over onto our neighbors. Nowadays, we can't even spill over into our community. The world has just moved in and the darkness has so overwhelmed even the saved people that we've just gotten all quiet even about the Lord. 
aggravates me to no end to listen to Christians that'll argue about politics and be worried about politics, but won't spend any time at all trying to witness for Jesus Christ to lost people. Aggravates me to no end listening to Christians that'll, that'll just trash and badmouth the LGBTQ, XYZ, whatever the stuff is. Just trash them and badmouth them, but won't ever pull a track out of the pocket and hand one to them. I'm not going to tip them. Why not? See, we need, to, we need to be affecting them. We need to be seeing our relationship with Jesus Christ affecting those around us. Listen, God is going to one day judge the nations. That will happen. Look at verse 4. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Notice the future tense. He's not doing it now. Now the funny thing is you go pull out an NIV or some of these other translations and you look at what they do to these passages. They take out the shout, for thou judgest the people. You see what they do when they mess up the Bible? You lose track of the doctrine and you lose track of where this thing even applies. God judges the people now? You think God right now is ruling the government? If you think that, you've lost your mind. That's a future tense thing. Do you know what everybody on this planet wants? Justice. The problem is most people don't know the way of God to be able to understand what justice is or isn't. You got the loser on death row who, who butchered a bunch of people and is sitting there, well, there was a mistrial and my, I should get off. What does he want? He wants justice. What he perceives justice to be. Everybody wants justice. We want to see justice happening. And yeah, you're going to see it someday. But right now, you aren't seeing it, folks. The only chance they have of seeing God, the only chance there is of, of their seeing this increase and in the ends of the earth fearing God is the few that you and I can reach, the few that we can touch. And the only way for us to have the power to reach them is to have the shine of God's face on our lives and in our personal relationship. And when we have that, some can spill over and we can reach some. I don't think we're going to see another great awakening. I don't think we're going to see it go to the ends of the earth like verse number 7 says in Psalm 67. I don't think you're going to see that. I think we're getting too close to the coming of Christ. I think the signs are obvious. But I will tell you this much. I guarantee you we can fill up a little church building like this. I guarantee you if you and I can get the shine of God's face on our life, there's not a person in this room that can't win one person to the Lord within the next 12 months. If we get the shine of His face. You know what they want? They want justice. You know what you can show them? You can show them true justice. They don't know the ways of God. Even, even kids always want justice. Mom, she's messing with me, right? They want justice. You know what we got? We got justice. Hey, we got Jesus Christ. We got everything this world needs, and we're not even excited about it. You know why? We don't have the shine of his face like we should. 
I desire in my life to have the shine of God's face and the joy that comes with it because all through this passage he's talking about praising and the earth yielding increase and people joying and people rejoicing. You know what I want? I want some joy in my Christian life. You know life is hard. And it doesn't get easier. And injustices abound. And sinful people are all around us. And if they're not sinning against us, we're messing up ourselves. Life's tough. You know what I want? <laughs> I want some joy. I want to be happy. I want to be happy in spite of life. And the only way to have that is to have the shine of God Almighty's face on your life. If you got the shine of His face, then you got everything you need to get you through your life. And boy, what a blessing it'd be to be able to sit back at the end and say, listen, not only did I have a great life, not only did God show me the truth and direct my steps and show me how to walk and guide me in the decisions that I made, and God Almighty is the one that kept my marriage together till death did us part, and God Almighty reached my children and did something in their lives, And God Almighty kept me faithful to the end and finished my course. But on top of all that, God allowed me to help some other people along the way. Do you know the only way to have that? Is the shine of God's face. It is a deep, personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that means more to you than anything else in the world means. You know what I want? I want to spill over onto my kids. I want them, you know, if, if they ever do wander away because better parents than me have had kids wander away. I want them to go, you know what? This life is miserable and the one I was raised in, man, that was the good days. Amen. I want to go home. I want them to get out there and say... If they do get out there, I don't want them to get out there, but if they do, I want to be out there sitting at a bar someday. I'm saying this so you can apply it to your kids. I want to be sitting out there at a bar someday thinking, man, that crazy little preacher was telling me God was going to get me because I know better. And I bet you I'm going to get pulled over on the way home. I want to get pulled over and get a DUI. Amen. I want to sit there thinking this ain't nothing like it was back in church. When the shine of God's face was on those people and they were praising the Lord and they were singing and I was walking right and I knew what I was supposed to be doing with my life and now I'm a complete train wreck. When souls were getting saved and the church was growing, you understand what I'm trying to say about the shine of God's face? When you got the shine of God's face in your life, it impacts other people. I want to walk with the Lord for me. You understand that, right? But boy, there's so many other benefits to walking with God that impacts other people around me, I want the shine of His face. You know what I want on this church? I don't, I don't want to try to make this church fit whatever the mold of whatever a church is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you have to be praising God doesn't mean you've got to be tearing the roof off every single Sunday and running around the place. And That, that to me is neither here nor there. But I do want the shine of God's face on this place. I want us to have a knowledge of His ways 
the notoriety, His praise. And I want the nations to be affected by this little church. You know what's funny? We were, out, we were over at uh, 12 Oaks, and forgive me for this, please, for the first time in my life ever, and probably the last time ever, we went out on Black Friday. <laughs> and it was crazy. We did save a few hundred dollars. It wasn't worth it. Do you know what I saw over there at the mall right here? I saw probably more people or at least as many people that did not speak English or spoke multiple languages as people that just spoke English. It was like as a, as a national American, one born here in this nation, I was probably a minority. If not, it was equal. You know what a lot of Christians do? They complain about all this illegal immigration and all these immigrants coming over here and all these people and, you know, that's kind of like... You know what I think might have happened? We quit going there. So God says, fine, I'll send them to you. Did you ever stop and think, because there still is enough of God in this country and enough of the gospel kind of barely hanging on in some of these churches that maybe some of those people that don't have the gospel over there might have a shot at it? By getting here. I, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it as a doctrinal, I'm just saying it's a thought, ain't it? Oh, I want the shine of his face. I got convicted about that walking around there, and I'm thinking, God, there's all these people, all these Chinese and, and Middle Easterners, and I mean, there's just people, the Europeans. I mean, we heard so many different languages in there. I said, God, there's all these foreigners around here, and there's none of them in my church. Do you know when you reach one of them, especially with some of the Asians, when you reach one, you can reach an entire family because they group together. They speak the same language. They've got the same culture. They're dealing with the same struggles. They get over here and they group together and it's hard to reach them. But when you get an inroad, you can start reaching more. I'm just saying something to pray about. Just talking about having the shine of God's face that will spill over and spread the notoriety of what a great God we have. And I want that shine. All right, we'll stop there for tonight. We'll go ahead and pray together and be dismissed.